Three, two, one, boom! Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, presenting the world's only business school without the BS, with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, sir, it's Ian Clay, broadcasting from the box in the 918. Business school in the topic today. Check the syllabus, is getting you paid. I'm making the business boom, it's what we do. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. If you are listening from uh, Portland, we welcome you to the show. Thank you for taking a time out from watching the gray whales pass by. That's amazing. And if you came to Tulsa, we also have whales. Aaron Antis, have you seen the blue whale in Catoosa? Have you uh, seen the blue whale? Oh, it's glorious. Yes, it's beautiful. So we have Aaron Antis here, uh, the guy who's the, the head of sales for Shaw Homes, the largest home building company in Oklahoma. And we have Pastor Jesse uh, here with the River City Church and Pastor Brian with River City Church. And we're talking today about gorilla marketing for churches. And we've hit on it on some previous podcasts, but I really want to get into the details because I know there's somebody out there listening who owns a business or somebody out there who owns a church or is the head of a church or is part of a church. And you're saying, what is the best way that I can get in front of my ideal and likely buyers, ideal and likely congregation members, my ideal and likely people who would want to attend a church in a way that involves little to no money. I mean, what's the best way to do it on a on a if we're going to do guerrilla marketing? If we're going to do this on a shoestring budget, so I'm going to start with you, uh, Pastor Jesse. But first, I want to read this notable quotable from Chet Holmes. Chet Holmes, best-selling author of The Ultimate Sales Machine. Not the head of a church, uh, the former uh, partner of Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's partner. He says only 3% of any market is in the buying mode now. So with Geico, uh, Warren Buffett bought Geico. They never stop running those ads saying 15 minutes could probably save you 15%. I know in the church business, you're probably not making a no-brainer promising people they can save money on their insurance. But do you not try to consistently talk to people over and over and invite them to church? Or do you do like a... A once a year kind of invite or how often are you are you inviting people to church well we definitely have the best product available on there the market we go. and so we put two we at our church we put two invite cards in every seat on sunday morning so that when they walk in they automatically have something in their hand that they can touch base with someone around them and we remind them to look for someone unchurched or unsaved every single week and the way that we do that is every ball game we go in every coffee shop we make it a point to be in public a lot of people I don't know why Christians and church staff, they feel like they need to like get introverted and go into their office, but we really make it a point to always go to lunch, to always go to the coffee shop. And if we have completely saturated that place and invited every human being that is alive and breathing, then we will always change our dry cleaner, the grocery store that I go to on a weekly basis. And every person that I run into, I grin, I, they love my children. If they compliment my kids, I say, oh, thank you so much. We're going to keep them. And we would love it if you'd come to church with us. And then my kids are like, yeah, you have to go to our church. The kids ministry is amazing. They're like, oh, I have kids. And then they want to come. So every place we are is always at the forefront of our mind that there is somebody here that needs River City Church. So you don't have any shame in the game about inviting people to church. I mean, it's a consistency. You don't feel bad about it. 
No way. There's it's somebody out there listening though who says, "I just wonder. I just I don't want to offend people. You know, I I don't. I, the lady she cuts my hair, and if I invite her to church and she says no, it's like Gretzky's denied, and I feel like it's weird now. It's like I've proposed for somebody to pro- I've proposed and she said no. I mean, talk to me about when you've invited somebody that you know. Uh, a service provider, maybe the oil change guy, the hairdresser guy, the hairdresser lady, and they just shut you down, Pastor Jesse. I mean, is there a time where they just shut you down? But <laughs> is, it, is it awkward? Uh, you know, I, I've I have only ever had someone shut me down whenever I, I, I and most of the time this never happens. Only one time have I been in a public setting and someone's been there and she was sick and I said, "Hey." Can I pray for you? People love it whenever you ask them if they can pray. Believe it or not, they are so looking for some answer that if you say, can I pray for you? They say, yeah, because they think you're going to go home and go into a closet somewhere and you're going to pray for them. And I go, oh, that's wonderful. Hand me your hand. And then they'll just like give me their hand and I'll like pray a real short prayer like, God, we thank you for your healing. We thank you for your blessing. And I just ask that you'd bless this lady. Amen. And then she's like, oh my gosh, and she tears up. She loves it. I've only ever had one lady tell me, no and you know what happened she had she had stage four cancer and she told me no I absolutely do not want your prayer and it was shocking to the entire hair uh hair salon they were like oh my everybody was like oh did she seriously just say no and then a few weeks later Kretzky did not a few weeks later we attended her funeral but she was gonna die anyway so it's no loss it was like I mean it's a loss for her family but I just mean the prayer wasn't a loss the offer wasn't a loss because I tried I did everything that I could do she didn't want it it's the one time in 14 years that anyone has ever shut me down for prayer or invitation Uh, for anybody out there who says listen I don't tune into your show for Christian tips that's cool that's cool. That's great. I appreciate that. These are these are universal principles one could use to grow a church or a business that sells hamburgers. You have to deal with the fear of rejection. So step number one, I want everybody out there to take today. Make a list of 30 places where your ideal and likely, ideal and likely buyers hang out. Make a list of 30. 30 places where your ideal and likely buyers hang out. So for the churches, I got together with Pastor uh, Brian and Pastor Jesse ahead of time. I'm going to list you out a few that they recommended. Uh, Every local sporting event, one. Two, school ball games. Three, Starbucks. Four, kids' classes. Get your kids enrolled in a class there, pastors. Five, market to every service provider you buy from. Six, market to every product provider you buy buy from. Seven, same grocery store every time. The gym, the dry cleaner, restaurants. The Chamber of Commerce, Notable Quotable, or the, the Country Club. I mean, all these places you could be. I, I'm just telling you, is Notable Quotable, think about this. Only 3% of any market is in the buying mode now. So you have to get in front of 100 people a month to get three people to say yes. So, Pastor Brian, I want to talk to you about this. I mean, can you give an example of somebody that you actually invited to church from your guerrilla marketing efforts who became a integral member or a key part of the church or somebody who became a member of the church long-term as a result of you, quote-unquote, to some people, harassing them at the dry cleaners or at some place on your list here. Can you think of an example? Man, the list is so long of people, uh, especially in the early days when we had no other marketing plan. Jesse and I, we, we lived in a pizza shop inviting people, talking to young people. We lived in the coffee shops, and there was this group of 20-year-olds that we're investing in. Their lives are, are kind of falling apart then, and we weren't old, but we're six years older. 
Right, we're oh, married. You're old. We look we married. look stable to these people because stable is relative when you're as soon as you get 20. married. Anybody who's twenty oh, looks yeah. like they're just a like <laughs> Yo, a, is that person you're th- a are pillar. You, are you thirteen, Carl? <laughs> no, I'm twenty four. Oh, okay. yeah, now that you're a you pillar, get married. I mean, you're uh, a pillar yeah. of the community. So, so we would in, we would invest in these people all the time, and now now I see them. Uh, I think about one guy, the first real millennial, Ooh. the first millennial I ever met, and I hired. And this is before I, nobody talked about millennials. Nobody knew what they were. And we ministered to him on a college campus. Uh, we'll call his name uh, Bubba, all right? Bubba. Uh, Bubba, to, to conceal his identity. And so we ministered to him and his friend, and they come to the church because our church was meeting on the college campus. So I would work that then. And, and uh, he came. He, he got his life right with Christ. God touched him, moved on him. Uh, and then he, he was a part of the church forever. Then I hired him, and some of those millennial characteristics showed up. And uh, the guy decided he was going to live. He, he was he was doing kids ministry for us. He decided th- th- I didn't understand this at all. He decided he was he was going to live in a van. This is a college graduate in the Walmart Seems parking like lot. Walmart parking lot to save money. I'm like, man, you're in kids ministry. We can't have you in a van in the Walmart <laughs> parking lot. Not and I'm like, move. what is this? Now everybody would say, well, he's he's uh you know he's a minimalist. He's this. He's that. I'm like, he's crazy. But he's he grew up out of that. And now this guy is a great member of society. I, I could tell that story a hundred times, a thousand times. Yeah. And, and some of them have even moved on to other cities now. We had our years with them. Some of them moved on to other cities, but they're producing right now because somebody walked up and invited them and invested in them. And that's true in any business, not just a church, right? If you're going to start a business, you cannot just rely on digital marketing. It's got to be right. The digital marketing has to be right, but you have to be able to do it as a human. Walk up and tell them about your product. Tell them about your service. Tell them about your church. This is a thought I want to put into the minds of everybody out there. Why are we not getting in front of our ideal and likely buyers? Uh, there's two options, really. Neither one is super positive. One is we're, we're lazy. Well, I'm not lazy. I just don't move my body or my mind. I just I like TV. I'm passionate. I want to stay relevant. I want to know what's going on in the news for 5.2 hours a day, according to Gallup. I mean, that makes sense because I'm, I'm a passionate person. I want to stay relevant. I mean, that's I, I, okay. Okay, fine. You're not really lazy. You're not, you're not lazy. You're not afraid. You're just somebody who likes TV. Okay, fine. That's fine. Now, Aaron Antis, you have grown Shaw Homes by selling homes to your ideal and likely buyers. Correct. Now, Shaw Homes, now you can afford to advertise and run uh, Facebook ads and that kind of thing. But previous to that, you had to just get out there and hustle. Absolutely. What would you say to the entrepreneur out there from a non-religious perspective that says, I'm just kind of afraid about getting, about, of, of getting rejected. I mean, I just can't take the rejection. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody who tries to market a product, I, I can remember in the early days, what we would do is I told the salespeople, you know, when you're out there, you're at the bank, you're running errands, you're at the QT gas station and you're paying for something, you'll hear people around you talking about looking for a home. I mean, it's an HGTV world we live in. And so there will be people out there who are standing in line and they're saying, you know, the home we've been looking at, it's, it's really beautiful. It's got this, you know, classic style. And so you just kind of turn around and turn address around. them and Every smile on your face. Bit, no. 
<laughs> Big smile on your face. And I need you now, tonight. I, and I need you more than ever. Don't sing to them, but that's a good idea. Sorry. I might try that in the future. But we, Sorry. you know, you turn around with a big smile on your face and you're like, hey, that's really interesting that you're talking about homes. I just happen to be. And guess what? You have a 20 cent business card in your back pocket that you Bam. pull out. And all of a sudden, your marketing is very inexpensive. So whether you are not marketing for a church or you are, either way, make a list of at least 30 places where your ideal and likely buyers congregate. And every single month, go there at least once and pass out a card to every single human out there. Now, I'm going to give you a story that will help somebody out there who's dealing with fear. Uh, there is a, a book that I read years ago called In-N-Out Burger about this company called In-N-Out Burger. What an innovative title. And the founder of In-N-Out Burger, his name was Harry Snyder, and he was once a communist. He was a communist. And he became a Christian, and so he said, this is amazing. It's changed my life. I need to print this on the cups. So if you get an In-N-Out, In-N-Out Burger cup, the bottom of it, it says Proverbs 3.5. Then he has John 3.16 on cups. He has all these things that are printed out on everything. I'll, I'll pull it up on the big screen so you guys can see it here in the studio. It's on the big screen there. And he prints it out on everything. And in the book, In-N-Out Burger by Stacy Perman, uh, he, he was asked, you know, he's asked, Hey, um, don't you, didn't you worry about losing customers? I mean, you're based in LA, not necessarily the hotbed of the Bible belt, you know? <laughs> and he says, I'd rather be embarrassed in front of humans than God. And so people, what? And so he took a lot of heat for doing this, but he put, he built it into the trust and into the bylaws. So now the company's run by people that don't share his beliefs, but they cannot change the packaging no matter what and so i would just say if you're out there and you're a christian you own a business and you say i, I want to share the gospel on my packaging but you're afraid to who cares yeah. right i mean you, you what if, if you if you i would just go for it i would just tell you you've got to, and whether you're marketing a business or a church you've got to put fear aside and reach out to your ideal and likely buyers consistently because only three percent of them are wanting what you're selling right now when we come back we're going to talk about defining your core story defining your core story what are you truly all about do you love cats do you not love cats stay tuned